0: So I have a question for you. What does a grape say when it gets stepped on? Do you know the answer? Nothing, it just lets out a little wine. (laughs) Ha ha, got you. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30 hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. So I want to start a conversation about something that I haven't actually heard anyone talk about yet, and it's really, really dear to my heart. I'm very passionate about it, and it's about the effects that Instagram or that using Instagram filters in our stories can have on our confidence. And confidence is such an important element for us to have as business owners and just in our personal life as well. It trickles down into so many things we do. Think about it. It can affect how big we make our goals. It can affect how we interact with others and even our mental health. So like having confidence is so necessary for many things in our life. Like for example, okay, so the more confident we are, the bigger we dream, the happier we are because we don't feel as stressed about what others are thinking of us. And that could be so freaking crippling. I think we all know how that can feel. Um, We are more likely to try something new. Our self-worth is a lot higher. Our mental health is more stable. And with confidence, even our relationships are stronger. So for example, if you're not confident in your own skin, that could affect your sex life with your partner and in turn your connection with one another. And then that's no fun either, right? So it trickles down into so many parts of our life. And that's why I want to talk to you about it. So let me tell you a story of how I noticed I got affected by a filter on a phone. So when I was using my Samsung, I didn't realize that I had set my camera setting to be at like 25% skin smoothing since I had that phone for a couple of years. So I guess when I first initially uh, got the phone, I somehow stumbled upon that setting and you get to set it really high to make your skin super smooth or really low. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't want it to really affect my confidence too much. I was already thinking about it. But still, I was like, oh, but the 25% skin smoothing looks so much better than if it was at zero. I'm like, oh, I'll just add it in there. No no biggie, right? So that's what I did. So then when I changed to my iPhone this year, so um, I think it was like September or something, 2019. So last year, I was like, what the fuck? Because when I went to story, <laughs> my skin looked like more contrasty, more kind of like patchy in color. Uh, it looked more imperfect. And I was like, I asked myself, did my skin always look like this? Like, what the hell? I don't like, I don't like this. Like, I don't feel pretty. I don't feel good. And I ended up over analyzing myself in the mirror when I went onto my stories. I was just like judging myself and it actually made me show up less. So I would would literally story and then I would go to the mirror and be like, is that what I actually look like? And that was, I was just like, I can't believe I did that to myself just because of a 25% skin smoothing on my Samsung phone. And I know that the Samsung also is a little less contrasty. So it's a little bit of that too. But basically, so in that moment when I got my new iPhone, I was actually enjoying using it, right? And I was actually considering going back to a Samsung because I was like, oh, but I rather look like I did over there. So I had a choice in that moment. I could A, start using filters, right? So start um, going on Instagram and, and using filters in my stories. B, I could go back to my Samsung but That would be the same thing as me using filters with the settings that I had, basically. Or C, I could choose to consciously show up as I actually look to empower myself and those that follow me to be confident as they are. And because I'm so aware of like how these little things can really affect us in a big way, I didn't want to go down that path. So I chose C. I could have gone down a dangerous path, but now I don't even pay attention to that. I just see myself now as I look naturally. So now when I story, I'm not judging over, like judging my face, how it looked, because it was the initial shock that was like, whoa, my skin was smoother. Now it's not. And now that I haven't seen, I've really used filters, so I haven't seen that difference. Now I, I feel beautiful again all over. So without even using filters. So also, okay, so you know those, so that was my story based on like my experience, my personal experience around how it a- affected me in a small way, right? So I didn't, so you know those Instagram uh, filters Instagram has for you to have fun with? So like those ones where you can like wear glot, like the sunglasses pop up on your face or you're, you can pretend you're in the middle of a jungle or even like cosmic looking ones. So I noticed when they first came out, people were mostly playing with them just for fun. But then there were also those filters with uh, like the makeup, with like the red lipstick and a ton of skin smoothing. And I was noticing that people were slowly using those more when showing up on video. And I saw this as a dangerous path. So it's basically the same effect. Like to me, filters are basically the same effect as when you put on makeup, right? So think about it this way. The more uh, makeup you wear more often, more frequently, the less confident you feel without it on. So it basically becomes a crutch and you end up needing to have it on to feel confident. Uh, so PS, side note, this, this exact reason is why I rarely wear makeup and why I do it um, as minimal as possible when I do wear it is because I don't want to depend on makeup to feel beautiful. So Okay, so now that Instagram has introduced that option of creating your own filters and letting others use them, uh, you know, those like ones that are like retro filters with like the noise on them and stuff like that. And they look a little warmer. I'm noticing that so many more people are using them on their stories now during like regular moments when they're speaking to the camera because they just seem so innocent and artsy. But guess what? I think a lot of them, well, I know a lot of them have so much skin smoothing built in. So not only do they smooth out the skin, but the temperature of the filters is warmer, which makes everyone look more tanned, which we all know most people say that they feel better about themselves when they are tanned since they have that glow. Right. So, okay, so that's like one thing that I've noticed. It's just a fact like they have skin smoothing and they have like more warmth added to them. So some of you may argue, but Sarah, you put presets and filters on your work and even on photos of yourself that you edit of yourself. And I'm like, yep, I totally do. I get it. But I see that differently. So I see editing images as us creating more of an art piece and also helping the eye focus on where we want it to go in the photo. And by the way, I don't know if you guys notice with my work, I try to keep it as like, mm, true to natural as possible. It's hard to say that because there is so much in my presets and in all of our presets. But um, I try to keep it as like, real to the eye as possible when we would naturally see that scene. So that's kind of how I like editing my work. Um, But yeah, I just I see it a little bit differently. Okay, so if this is you, if, if you are the person that uses these filters, and if you are someone that wears makeup all the time makeup is like a side thing but I kind of see them as being similar but okay if you're the one uh, someone that uses these filters I'm genuinely saying all of this without judgment I'm saying it all with compassion to you like I love you and I want you to notice that using filters can subconsciously um, like what it can subconsciously do to your self-confidence And of course, just because someone is using a filter, it doesn't mean automatically that their confidence levels are low. So I'm not saying that because you're using filters automatically, you're a person that has low confidence levels. I can't assume that like that is not what I'm doing. I'm just looking out and I'm going to be here to just help you figure out if you are using them in a healthy way or not. So... um, there are three reasons why someone could be using these filters. So let's kind of like explore what your reasoning is so I can so we can together figure out if uh, it's that you're using them in a healthy way. Okay, so the three reasons are number one, they're having fun with them and it feels like um, they get excited about like their creative side to be using them. Number two, they consciously know that they feel more confident with the filter, so they use it. Number three, they don't know that they feel more confident with the filter, but are feeling a low confidence level in that moment, so they subconsciously choose to use it. So right now, I want you to take a moment to ask yourself, why do you use that filter when you show up on a video on Instagram stories? Just ask yourself that question. I'm going to say it again. Why do you use that filter when you show up on a video or Instagram stories? And this is where I want you to get honest with yourself. And whatever came up or comes up for you, guess what? It's neither good or bad. It just is. So part of, I almost said fart. (laughs) So part of feeling at peace with ourselves is to be the observer of our thoughts and emotions rather than believing we are those thoughts and emotions. So just so you can see what I mean, let's just do a little exercise. Okay. So I want you to say the following and and truly like feel it when you say it. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. So, if you've noticed, you're identifying and believing that it's a part of you and who you are in that moment. So, you feel like that is who I am right now in this moment. I'm not good enough. That's my identity and it makes you feel sad and down. Even me saying that right now in the microphone, I so I felt like emotional, I felt like it was I was actually starting to believe it and I was I felt like kind of tearing up. Okay, so now on the opposite end of the spectrum, try this out on. Okay. So say, "I notice that I'm feeling like I'm not good enough." I notice like I'm feeling that I'm not good enough. Or this is another one that you can try. I noticed that a thought just passed and it said, I'm not good enough. I noticed that a thought just passed and it said, I'm not good enough. Can you feel the difference here? So the second two kind of se- sentences I said, um, they help you feel feel more detached from that made up identity. And you can look at that feeling more objectively and consciously. Um, so you're basically... You can choose it consciously to let it go or you can let it consume you. So the first one, I'm not good enough. If you keep repeating that in your mind and you kind of subconsciously repeat it, oh, oh, sorry, (laughs) or consciously, then you can let it consume you. And that's where you start, you can get in a dark hole and depressed and down on yourself and stuck and paralyzed and not being able to take action. But if you simply notice that a feeling popped up or a thought just passed it's not you. It's just a feeling or a thought that just passed by and you don't have to identify, uh, identify with it. So that is just something that I wanted to, a little exercise that I wanted to go through to help you realize that it's important to be the observer so that you know why you're doing certain things that you're doing. Okay, so now that you have some insight into how you're actually feeling about the matter, if you're feeling low confidence and that's why you're using filters, Let me show you that you are not alone. So many times during my one-on-one sessions, I get asked about how I attract my ideal clients. And one of the things I mention is that part of my strategy is to show up real and raw in my stories. Then when I sense that they are uncomfortable with that right away, they're just like, oh, but I just don't want to. I ask them why. I'm like, what makes you feel uncomfortable? They say things like, but I'm self-conscious about my skin or I don't like the way my lips fold when I'm talking Or I'm noticing I have new wrinkles and I'm getting self-conscious about them. And this makes me so, so sad. And all I could think of is the more everyone just shows up with filters, the more everyone else will feel self-imposed pressure to show up like that as well. And then that's where like we can literally create a low self-confidence epidemic. And I'm not even being dramatic here. Like this is how these things start. It's a compound effect. Just like back when, I don't know, the, the image of beauty was portrayed in magazines as like a skinny white woman. And that's just what it was. And it created a compound effect of now a lot of women have to work through their own like low self-confidence levels. It's exactly what I'm talking about. This is just a new form of a way that we can like, you know, fuck up our confidence like using Instagram filters I genuinely believe is like the uh, similar effect as what the media has done to us so far like I'm not even joking that's exactly how I feel about it so if you think about it what if l- let me ask you this like what if we all showed up more raw together more people would feel like it's okay to show up as is and don't we just crave more of that anyway? And so you're most likely here right now listening to my podcast because you've been following me for a while now and you've probably been able to relate to me as a human through my Instagram stories since I show up in all sorts of ways. Whatever I look that like that day is how I show up. And a lot of people that have met me in person have told me that whoever I've mentored at workshops, anyone that listens to my podcast, so many people have said I follow you because of your stories. I feel like you're just, I could just relate to you and you're just so inspiring. And it, I genuinely believe it's because I show up. So real. And I just, I believe that if we all just showed up more real, um, the world would have more permission to show up more real. And how beautiful would that be? I remember when I first started my photography business and I began to notice that I was wasting so much time typing the same responses over and over again in email. It got to the point where I didn't have much time for other tasks that would actually help me grow my business because I was spending hours and hours a day on emails. Does that sound familiar to you? To solve this problem for myself, I started to create canned responses that I could copy into an email and customize it for every single inquiry and client. This has saved me loads of time and now emails are less daunting as a result. You can also get your hands on these exact email templates I've created since they are now available for you in my shop. The email templates guide for wedding photographers includes 26 email templates, and not only does it have those in there, but every single template has an explanation of why I respond the way I do. I created this guide to show you that you can respond by being yourself while at the same time strategically being on top of emails in a way that requires less back and forth between you and your client or inquiry. This way, you can serve couples well, but also have boundaries in place to have a healthy work-life balance for yourself. To get your hands on these so you can implement them into your business right away, head over to saramonica.com forward slash email guide. And when you get there, just scroll down, and you'll find a whole breakdown of all the templates that are included. So head over to seramonica.com forward slash email guide right now. So I understand how how it could be scary, but really, what are you afraid of? Judgment. So guess what? People are judging you anyway, right now, this second, even with the filters, even if you're using the filters, even. Even if it's like the thing that's in right now, people are still judging you. So would you rather be judged for something that you're not that will end up affecting your self-confidence or would you rather be judged for you feeling empowered to show up as you and then growing more and more confident each day because of it? Like, I, I don't know, to me, when I ask myself that question, It's a no brainer. And don't like, don't get me wrong. I have to remind myself of it too. I'm not perfect. I too get scared. And I too have moments of uh, having low self confidence and not showing up just like I told you with the iPhone and Samsung story, right? I had that moment too. But it's okay, because I know I have the power in me to get myself out of that situation. So remember the mantra or the mantra I said in episode number two, no matter what I do, people will love me. So if you haven't tuned into that episode, that episode is also a great one to dive into if you want to feel more confident to show up as yourself to attract more of your ideal clients. But if you stay that mantra, no matter what I do, people will love me, and realize that it's actually true, like it's a fact because guess what? You have people all around you that love you. You have your family, you have your friends, you have your p- partner if you have a partner, anyone, like pets, every everything. There's so many people, there's so much love around you. So, technically, What do you really have to lose? You really only have so much more to gain. You have your self-confidence to gain. You have, um, you know, you can create more real relationships online, meaningful, meaningful conversations and empowering others to show up as they are too. The world needs more of that right now and especially with highlight reels on Instagram and comparisonitis. So by the way, if you want to see the photo of me with one of those old like film looking like filters that are really popular right now compared to where there is no filter at all, head over to my show notes at sarahmonica.com forward slash 11 and you'll see them side by side. You'll see literally that one photo with the filter and without and i did it spontaneously i took those photos spontaneously in a random spot in my house literally in the basement with shitty light um, with the intention of sharing it on the podcast to show an example because literally when i took those photos i was I'm like okay let me pay attention to how i'm feeling so my experience was that i a hundred percent felt prettier in the filtered photo and more confident like I literally got a pep in my step. When I had that filter on me, I was like, ooh, look at that. Look at that sexy maven. Like literally, that's went through my head. I'm like, no, 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 this is dangerous. So I didn't want to go down that road. So I do still believe that we need to hold on to some of our current reality because it's so beautiful as it is. And I get these thoughts, like, like these scary thoughts that because the world is becoming so digital, like even with VR and everything that's coming into play, we will get to a place where the world won't be satisfying enough to simply enjoy how it looks naturally. Like it won't be good enough one day without a filter or like everything will need a filter. And (laughs) this is where my brain goes because I know how real the compound effect can be. And there are so many, something could seem like innocent and fun, but then it has, can have like really big effects globally, right? So I'm right now on a mission to basically with this podcast episode, at least right now to just start the conversation. Um, because I think it is a it, it could grow into something just like, um, you know, how we were affected as women by the media and what we thought was beautiful. I think this is basically the same thing. And I kind of want it just to like, let's cut it while we're, we're still it's still young. And we're still we can become aware of it. Um, because in the end, The why behind what we do is so freaking important because every action and decision can build our confidence or break it down. And a high confidence level can be worked toward by being self aware about why you're taking the actions you're taking. Are they to stay true to you? Or are they to please someone else? Or are they to fit in? It's so important to ask ourselves these questions. And like I said in the beginning, Having a high confidence level is so important because it affects how big we dream, how we interact with others, and so crucial, our mental health. So with this episode, I invite you to be more self-aware the next time you're thinking about putting on a filter and asking yourself, why am I doing this? Anyway, that was my rant. <laughs> my, I really, really do believe in everything that I mentioned, and I would love to hear from you. Um, through DMs I I would love to connect with you on a real level and if you're feeling you know kind of stuck and low having low confidence levels feel free to message me DM me tell me about it whatever you tell me it's totally between us I would never share it with anyone Um, I just I think the world needs more conversations the world needs uh, more um, places that people can feel like they can vent to reach out to because it's our mental health is so so important right and it's so important to not be alone so I would love to hear from you if you feel like a friend um, would benefit from this episode I would love it if you could share with them and also if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet please do uh, it's a shine and thrive podcast and I can't wait to hang out with you in the next episode and grow together hope you have an amazing rest of your day yay thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode if you got value out of it please feel free to message me on instagram at sarah photo, that's sarah no h monica with a k photo to let me know i get so freaking energized hearing from others that what i've said has had a positive impact on their lives Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you, and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting, but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet, the irony is, the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is, I have a game changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. It's called my three hour post wedding smart workflow checklist, which, as the name suggests, shows you my exact step by step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow, how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use plus tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And PS, the same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.